Good Sunday afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. I am David. Over there is Gerald. And this is Gaming Sessions and Everything Under the Sun. How's it going, everybody? It's Gerald, a.k.a. Sukinode. Hope everybody had a good week. Hope everybody's having a good day. And good to... Good to talk to you again, I guess would be the best way to say that. Well, you know what they say, if you want to do something, you got to love doing it. So even if, say right now, as of recording of episode nine, we only have about three listeners, I'm still enjoying doing this. It's nice to do what we used to do back in the day. It's Play nice video to games be able to shoot the shit. Well, yeah. I am actually enjoying this myself. So speaking of weeks, how was yours? Mine was pretty okay. Uh, The weather wasn't too bad. Uh, The work wasn't too annoying this week. Um, I I think the biggest thing I have to really complain about is uh, just how slow the week felt like it was going. Um, yeah, I can, I can relate, <clears throat> but other than that, it was an all white, it was an all right week. I didn't have any, uh, major issues or anything like that. Uh, one of our big bosses came out to give us a kind of pet talk dressing down kind of thing. But outside of that, <laughs> it was actually, it, I don't know. It was actually kind of silly, but um, but outside of that, it was fine. Um, yeah, it was. It, all in all, it was a pretty good week. Uh, got home, uh, jumped on Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, kicked some Rip. ass. Rip I'm gonna have face. to get to the point where I'm. Uh, I'm gonna have to start playing for like hours at a time like really put time into because I don't get to otherwise because I'm off at work so on the on my days off I'm really gonna have to put in like five six hours of play so that I can move up in the rankings um and I didn't just beat everybody I came across there were there were uh, a lot of the fights were hard fought some of the fights I only did one fight with that person because their connection was terrible leg switchers uh one one person i'm almost positive was lag switching um and i i i think i lost to them i think i'd have to go back and check the replays but one person i'm almost positive was uh lag switching everyone else just had terrible fucking connections either they were on wi-fi or they were playing on a potato i don't know what it was (laughs) but they had terrible fucking connection (laughs) we'd we'd both be in the middle of, of a combo and the game would just freeze and i know it's not my connection because i have a uh, a gr- uh, I have a wired connection with good internet. Like I've tested it. So and this is on your PlayStation, right? Yeah, this is on my PlayStation, and my PlayStation is wired in. It's, it doesn't <laughs> do Wi-Fi because you don't want to do Wi-Fi for a fighting game if you can help it. 
Um, and it's not that Wi-Fi isn't usable. It's just that because of the way fighting games tend to do their server connections, Wi-Fi is not as good as having a wired connection. And it can lag right. out much, much harder and much, much easier. So Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I gotcha. Yep. Uh, outside of that, finally dove into uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. I am enjoying it very much. I'm still in the beginnings of it. Uh, all the armor sets look fucking amazing. Well, yeah, all the armor sets I've seen, except for like two or three, have been when reworked and look amazing. Um, I like all of them, which only makes it more of a pain in the ass that they uh, haven't instituted a true skin system. Like, they're still giving out these layered armors, most of which I don't want. There's only one or two of those layered armors that I even like. Mm. And it's it's like, if you can make a layered armor that looks like this, why can't you just give a... Why can't you just give us... The uh, the uh, all the armor sets in the game as layered armors. Why is that mm. not a possibility? And it feels like they're either just not doing it because they don't feel like it, or they're holding off doing it for as part of an expansion to draw people back into the game. Um, mm. Like, look, this this is our next expansion, and it finally has the skin system you guys were all asking for. You know, that system that should have been in the game from day one. Because why wouldn't it have been? <laughs> um, but uh, from what, I, what I've played so far, I have been enjoying, and I do like. Um, they also had, in, they also came out with replacement handlers, because apparently a lot of people complain, it, not in response to people complaining about the handler that you get originally, but just as a thing that they did. And the replacement handler they give you is Mr. X from Resident Evil. <laughs> hmm. So you just have, uh, you just have uh, it, Agent, is Agent X or Mr. X? I call him Mr. X, but you basically have Mr. X as your handler. So I thought that that was I thought that was interesting. Uh, I would not have chosen that, but hopefully in the future we will get other replacement handlers that will be like pretty cool. Like maybe some of the uh, maybe some more characters from The Witcher, maybe some more characters from Devil May Cry, maybe some more characters from Street Fighter. You know, maybe some more characters from all of the Capcom fighting games will begin to filter their way into Monster Hunter World as. Uh, uh, replacement handlers as new handlers that you can get. So that would actually be really cool. Um, it would also, and if you're listening to this Capcom and and devs of Monster Hunter World, a good, a really, really good handler would be Dante, Virgil, mm. Mm. or Nero, and whenever you uh whenever you do like a knockdown i don't know exactly where you would put this mechanic in but let's say you do a knockdown to the monster or you do a power up for your weapon cuz a lot of weapons have uh empowered states but when you do that 
you'll well, I, your handler is not a companion. They're not with you on the hunt. So I guess never mind. It's a moot point because I was going to say when you do something, they transform into the devil trigger states because that would be cool as fuck. But the handlers don't go with you on your uh, on your hunt, so that's a moot point. So never mind, never mind. Mm. Just wishful thinking. Um, but here is a tidbit for uh, Monster Hunter devs. Get in a layered armor that is the devil-triggered states of the main characters from Devil May Cry. Because that, not only would I pay money for, but that would be a layered <laughs> armor that I would be excited for. And I feel like there are many of your player base that would be excited for that kind of layered armor. I think um, I just heard a cash register ding over at the uh, Monster Hunter World Devs office. I don't understand why they didn't think of it in the first place. They put Dante into the game, and they put Dante into the game, I think, alongside with Sakura's layered armor, I want to say. Um, and I might be completely wrong about that. I, I don't remember. But I know they brought Dante in the game, and the first thing that I thought is, why didn't they bring his devil triggered form in as a layered armor? That would have been what everybody really wanted. I, I, or maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that really likes the devil trigger forms that much. Because if it had been a devil, if it if it had been Dante in devil trigger, I would have ran that event until I had every piece of that layered armor. But when they just showed it was Dante, I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I don't care. Well, I mean, that's cool, but I don't care. I don't want my character to look like Dante. But if you but if you have the devil-triggered forms, especially the new ones from the newest Devil May Cry 3, which I'll talk about that when I finish it, um, especially the new devil-triggered forms from the new Devil May Cry 3, if you put those as layered armors in the game... You can easily forget that it's Dante, Virgil, or Nero, and you just have a devil in the game that you can run around in Monster Hunter World for. And that is what excites me. That's what I like. So I, I would think that that would be one of the, the you know, the brain-dead common sense uh, path of logic that you would go to. If we're going to put Dante in the game, why don't we put his – we should put his devil trigger for him in too because people are going to want that too. You think that would just be obvious, but but either it wasn't, or they couldn't, or they just didn't want to. So I don't know. Hmm. But uh, so far, Iceborne is really good. As I go through it, I'll talk about it more. Um, it does have my uh, my boy Zenogre in it, who is a monster that <clears throat> I uh, came across because this is the only Monster Hunter World game, Monster Hunter game I've really ever played and played all the way through but i've looked up a lot of the monsters and Zenogre is my favorite and he's basically this blue gold lightning wolf he's just and when you fight him he's acrobatic and shooting lightning bolts and he's just really mm -hmm. fucking so I can't wait to get to that part of the game so I can fight him and get his armor set because his armor set is beautiful um But yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing more. And after the podcast, I will be going back to play more. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. 
But yeah, that was based. That's been my week so far. Hmm? It, it was a, a so-so week for me. You know, I'm I'm just really glad that, and I know I've said this over the last couple podcasts. I'm just really glad that the winter weather is here, so I'm not sweating as much as I normally did in the summertime when it comes to work. Mm. So I'm happy about that. And then we had the discussion because Gerald's so tired of Dauntless now that we've been playing when we when we've been recording as the you know gaming sessions part of gaming sessions. Yeah. Oh, and I am gonna after this podcast. And sorry for interrupting. Uh, but after this podcast, I'm gonna get myself set up again, and I'm going to start recording our uh, video game play as we're talking on the podcast. And I will post that up on uh, my YouTube channel on YouTube under Sukinode Lunarai, so that you guys can watch us play the. So you can actually watch the podcast uh, as we're playing the game if you want to and take a look at some of the games that we play because I'm going to try to get us a wider variety of games to play and I'm going to be trying to get this I'm going to try to make sure that this guy has a PlayStation 4 so that we can have and and a couple of games that we can play together um, by the end of this year if possible so I'm going to be working on that Heresy. Oh, well, me. I know it, it, you've been living in sin this entire time with your Xbox One. I know, it, like the, the like the sheer audacity. Your your heresy has been your blasphemy. Like I I've had to hide your blasphemy since I found out. It, it, it's too much. We we need to correct this sin. We need to get you. No. We need to get you to to a PlayStation. Now is that a one bolter or two bolter heresy? Uh it might be a last cannon heresy. No. <laughs> right. So so uh I think last week or it was some point last week or during this week after last week's podcast, Joe was like, All right, we need to find some other games we can play together. So he first brought up Ark, which I have. And I deleted it because when I was playing and like from one day to the next, I lost all my progress. And I was like, fuck that shit. Rage quit. So I downloaded mm. it again and I was playing it this morning and yesterday. But uh, today I was playing it today before the podcast. And I had mentioned to him when he jumped on Discord, I was like, man, I forgot how long it takes to get anything done in this game. And then Gerald's like, well, that's why they focus on multiple people. And I'm like, well, what's the point in that? That's just more people to deal with. Well, yeah, (laughs) it's kind of the same concept as Dauntless. They 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 developed Ark around having a tribe and you having like 15, 20 people to help you get things done. Like if you were, if you just want to go in as a single player and fuck around, you have to go into the settings and boost all of your experience and gathering games if you plan on doing anything in any kind of efficiency because when i was when i was playing a single i was playing a single player one as well um and i remember because i was working at one of my uh a previous job and i was playing a single player campaign in arc by myself and then i and since 
two of my other friends were really big art players. Like they played with tribes and they were on servers and they had all these big civilizations and they played on PVP servers. So they were constantly getting attack and attacking. When I play a game, I just want to relax. I'm not, like, unless it's a fighting game like Dragon Ball Fighters, I'm not here to compete with anybody. I just want to play the game, enjoy the game for what it is, and I don't want someone randomly coming out of nowhere and tying me up and forcing narco berries down my throat to knock me out mm. and then fucking <laughs> putting me in a cage out in the middle of the ocean because why not? I'm bored and you existed. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, go it, ahead and pick a character. I did. I picked Ginebra. Oh, someone else. I picked Ginebra, and then someone else. I don't know how they got her. I literally picked her immediately. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's annoying. Uh, I didn't buy her. I grabbed the three-day trial for her so I can try her out. Um, right, yeah. I got you. And I'll see if I like her. Um, so that... <laughs> Like my, I'm sitting here like I'm gonna try out Ginebra, and the first game that we get into, so I can try try her out. One of the other players, of course, picks her. Every mm. other game we've played, I've only seen one other person pick Ginebra, and that's you. But the one <laughs> time I'm like, time to try her out. Someone else is like, time to try her out. <laughs> like what? Like life. Stop being a dick. Like stop. Mm. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> right. But yeah, so I, I, I hadn't even thought of that, of going into the settings and tweaking with that. Yeah. I, like I had told you the other day, I was like, you know, Ark is just Minecraft with better graphics. Yeah. But even Minecraft is more efficient when you play it by yourself. Like you can get a lot, yeah. you can get a lot of shit done in Minecraft if you just dedicate yourself to a few hours. But oh, you no. can't <laughs> do that in Ark, <laughs> not in <on> Ark. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about what I've gotten done in Minecraft by myself in just a few right hours. Yeah, tell me about it. It's like, but Ark, nope. You in there? You got to be careful of uh, of everything hates and wants to kill you oh that was actually one thing i wanted to bring up how freaking mm. um how like what is the deal with video games and the fact that all you are the greatest nemesis of all in of all npcs in a game like there will be games where uh enemies <laughs> will interact with each other and fight each other because they're also each other's enemies but the moment you show up they're both like yeah fuck that guy uh <laughs> enemy and my enemy is my enemy we'll call a ceasefire and fuck up this player and, and fuck up this pl this player character real quick and it's like what <laughs> you guys are just gonna stop attacking each other i was just running by I wasn't even doing anything. And the moment you saw me, you both were like, truce, kill it. <laughs> like, and yeah, that that's a big thing for me in uh, Shadow of Mordor, I think. Mm -hmm. Not the newest one, but the, I guess, one before it. Like, I would go out and hunt, like, some orc lieutenant, and I'd die and then try to get back to him, get back to him. Then all of a sudden, an orc lieutenant I killed like an hour ago just shows up out of nowhere. And they're like, let's just gang fuck this guy to death. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And, but, uh, 
Go ahead. <laughs> oh, and with the Shadow of Mordor system, uh, a lot of those Orc generals can be made like enemies of each other. So it makes like so if you come across a fight, uh, I haven't played too much into Shadow of Mordor. It is a game that I have, but I haven't gotten too far into it because then something else more interesting came out. So I ran over to play that, and I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of games like that. I still haven't started near Automata. I have it sitting in my library waiting for me to play it, and I still haven't started it. Um, mostly, though, because when I started, I want to do nothing but play it, because I hear nothing but good things about it, and it does look amazing. I don't want to be worried about doing anything else while I'm playing it. I just want to sit, play it, and enjoy it. Um, but so many good games have been coming out. Um so I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Um, it may be the next game I endeavor to play, uh, just to play it and critique and, you know, give my thoughts on it and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in Shadow of Mordor, uh, it, which I really, really like the Nemesis system for. Like, I, I, the concept of the Nemesis system is incredibly revolutionary. And the fact that there aren't other games that have adopted that system for their open world stuff is kind of, it's just odd to me. Like, I'm like, this is an amazing system. What do you mean there's actual interaction there where an enemy that you don't kill remembers you and depending on how much damage you did to them they might have lost an arm and eye uh they slowly may rise up in the ranks and become a more powerful general like that's an amazing system because it makes the world breathe and when the world breathes, in my opinion, it's a more enjoyable experience. Um, there you go. Hypnotize his ass with that shit. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, the whole to and every enemy, even enemies of enemies, all decide we're going to call a truce and we are going to kill this guy. It, it's, it, hmm. I really, really need them to stop. Um, and one of the things that I like to do is if I come across two enemies fighting, I'll just sit back and either, if I have arrows, I'll just ping one of them with arrows, right? I'll go, okay, which one of these guys is the most dangerous? That guy? Then I'll help the other guy kill him. But the moment I hit either of them, they both decide I'm the problem that needs to immediately die. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, what are we even doing? God uh, damn. Hey, you mother, you, get away, get away from him. He's doing things for us. <laughs> yeah. So like, <clears throat> so Gerald had suggested uh, Ark. So I was like, okay, I'll download that again. <laughs> well, it turns out he's got the wrong copy of Ark and he can't. We can't play that together, so that was a that was a uh, that was a scratch on that one. Then it was okay. What about DC Legends? So I downloaded that, started up a character. No, it was the no 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 no. That was DC Legends where it had the wrong copy because DC Legends is cross platform, but only between PC 
and PlayStation 4, which once again is why right, you should have a PlayStation 4. Um, well, no, for, for ARC, it was it is cross-play, but you can't buy it off of Steam. You have to buy it off the Windows Store. Oh, right, 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 because they specifically stated Microsoft Windows 10 version. Um, yeah. But I can't... Um, I'm going to have to do further research into that, because it, it'd be it's weird if uh, the Windows 10 version is different from the version you can get from Steam. Because <clears throat> I've never had that issue before, because you're playing... Because right now... You're playing uh, Space Lords on Xbox One. I'm playing it on the PC. So if I got it, if I went directly to the Space Lords website and downloaded it directly to uh, directly from that website, why would that? It's, it should be the same game. It's just through Steam. Yeah, probably just Microsoft's way of making more money. Same with Sony. Uh, eh, well, eh, you may not be wrong. Uh, but continue, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so then it was we tried DC Legends and <clears throat> it was like, oh no, no, it has to be PlayStation and computer. I was like, all right, delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept it. If we can get you a PlayStation, we can go back to playing it. Mm. So I kept all my character. And I keep stuff. hearing though. Uh, well, I know it's like you and this Xbox thing. Is like well, you in this place. Put, put the serious. Xbox, but get the behind me Xbox. That should be that. That needs to be your mantra. Mm, I don't know about that. But get yeah, so, so we've uh, so we've decided to go back to doing some Space Wars, which this was the first game we started playing once uh, we reconnected. Yeah. <clears throat> And I I do actually really like Space Lords. I think it's uh I think it's got quite a lot of potential. It just doesn't have the backing to uh to fulfill that potential. And plus all the space white blue. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. But yeah, so good introduction. We'll go ahead and cut that there and uh come in on the, and start our uh, our first topic so we'll be right back <clears throat> all right welcome back everybody and to, to start off um you know jared this <clears throat> so our first subject today is alcohol and why it's so awesome or not, <laughs> depending on you know how you think of it, Schneider, get the fuck out of my way so I can knock this dude out. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was doing some. So I was doing some uh, some actual history, uh, like history research on alcohol, kind of trying to get like a social history kind of of it, and. <sighs> It's basically the same back then as it was today. Um, actually, it was a lot more interesting than I that uh, than I thought it was going to be, especially once you get to the 1920s and prohibition, and the fact hmm. that prohibition was tried uh, actually earlier than that, and like uh, the was it? It was before 1917. 
Uh, let's see. Where do I have that written? I have it written in my. I thought I had it written in my notes. In the 1850s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was actually that far back. But yeah, they tried prohibition literally in the 1850s. And <clears throat> so so this came up because I was uh, reading through some comments uh, by other people and how it always seems like when it comes to uh, society, like our biggest go have fun and party thing is alcohol and but alcohol is a drug and it causes a lot of problems it doesn't all the time but it does and it's honestly no less of a dangerous drug than let's say cocaine or heroin or anything like that because it it is addictive um it can cause accidents it can cause people to act in violent and aggressive ways like it has a lot of uh, like it has a lot of uh, really. So he can knock me out of my grab, but I mm-hmm. can't knock him out of his grab. You probably just had the same thing happen to you that happened to me. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't think we'd have to deal with this in this match. Um, but anyway, we, we got on the subject of. What is society's why does society seem to be so obsessed with a uh, with alcohol, which you could say is a harmful substance. But really, the more I read into it, the more I realized alcohol is just once again a tool. And this can kind of harken back to when we were talking a, a little bit about gun control and how everyone is just trying to. uh Trying, they're putting a band aid on what the actual problem is because the actual problem is people. And mm-hmm. one of the things I found out in my research about alcohol is alcohol was outright blamed for uh, increase in criminal activity, uh, increase in poverty, and increase in illness. And that was one of the reasons why uh, prohibition came about the second time. It was literally used by political figures as a evil scapegoat that they could talk about how they would get rid of so that they could get like elected and get backed and funded and stuff. Um, What I also thought was a kind of because of the stereotypes, because of stereotypes, what I also found was kind of ironically funny is that the – the actual start of the prohibition movement in the 19 in 1917 to the, and through the 1920s was started by an Irish priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that, uh, considering the stereotype of Irish of, of Irish people and their love for drinking, I just thought that was really funny. I'll drink um, to that. <laughs> but uh uh, but yeah, yeah, I believe and, it was. I believe it was called the Temperance Movement. Uh, it was the Temperance Movement, and it was uh, started by, uh, let's see, yeah, by the Teotal Abstinence Society in 1838, and the yeah, Irish teetotal. priest was called Matthew. Yeah, damn yeah, and it was basically a group of people who didn't like to drink, and they were trying to get other people to not like to drink. Now, wh- my thought process on this is I don't get it. 
I'm not a drinker. Like I do drink, but like rarely and every now and then. And the only reason I drink is if it is for the taste. Cause I do think some alcohol actually tastes good. But I think the last time I actually had any alcohol was about a month and a half ago. Period. Mm. Like I there uh-huh. is I have no compulsion for alcohol whatsoever. Um, alcohol could disappear from the face of the planet tomorrow and I wouldn't care. No. Like, part of me would care. Um, but society, though, on the other hand, like, when they first instituted prohibition back in the 1850s, the populace literally rioted. <clears throat> it, I'm sitting here like, guys, it's it's just alcohol. Like it's it's not that that's that's almost the same thing as when um I forget the date it happened, but when the Saints, I think it was, lost in the uh in the NFL, they lost the uh uh the the uh Super Bowl. They lost one of those sports ball games. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> in one freaking rioted and there was an actual riot because they lost i was like what it's like these are the same <laughs> adults that talk about how video games are just games and no one should be getting upset about them because they're just kids games but they lose their little football game and they just lose their fucking minds it's like what <laughs> <laughs> yep but uh but um but yeah like and society does have a glamorized view of uh, alcohol, same way it has a glamorized view of smoking. It, even with all the problems that smoking causes, it has an, a glamorized view. And I've seen people who try to quit smoking. It is literally like watching a person trying to go cold turkey from a hard drug like cocaine or heroin or meth. Like – their person their personalities almost change because they're so irritable and shit right and cuz yeah. their bodies well, just wrong. want their their bodies <clears throat> just want their fix um and alcohol does the same thing like alcohol does the exact same thing mm. maybe uh, no, alcohol absolutely does the same thing. Now, it doesn't do the same thing to everybody to the same degree, but neither does smoking. But alcohol absolutely has an effect on your uh, your mood and emotional state. Um, and a lot of people have argued, well, we use it for to we use it as sort of a social lubricant to make social interactions smoother. And that's all well and good. But you also don't need to get drunk to do that. And a lot of people who drink go out to get drunk. And I, I, I mean, I have coworkers who got to work the next day and they went out the night before and just got smashed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why, though. <laughs> so maybe it's just something I can't understand because once again, I don't have that compulsion for it. Um, and that's a good thing for you. It definitely is. Because, like, uh, how I had uh, jokingly put it was, um, 
you know, it sucks to be an adult. That's why we get alcohol. Well, <laughs> and that's and that's kind of how I see it. It's like I watch people and they they drink every day or they drink as much as they can or they or every time they go out to a bar, they just have to get piss fucking drunk. And it just makes me wonder what exactly are you drowning out? It just it, it seems like they just use it as an escape. Just like any drug, just like any meth, just like any heroin. Whatever is happening, they just need something to make them feel better and not feel bad. But once again, this is the same. This is the same issue with uh, with the current whole gun ban thing. It's not addressing the problem. It's just putting a band aid on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not yeah. fixing their issue. They're just escaping from it for a time. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not wrong. Uh, Even though I was so, wrong. <laughs> well, that's just once again, this is my view because it's not a compulsion for me to have it. I like <clears throat> so for other people it might just be, well, I just like it and it makes me have more fun. And, and so I can't understand it's hard I cannot understand that thought process. Because for me it's like, well, how? Right? And even if you try to explain it, I keep I, part of me is just like I have, I've never been in a situation where when I drank, it allowed me to have more fun. Either I was having fun and I drank because it tastes good, or I wasn't having fun and drinking didn't all of a sudden make me start having fun. <laughs> so that might just be the way I am. That it's also kind of a twofold thing for me because I don't like any substance that impairs me mentally or uh, as far as motor controls. I don't like things that take away my ability to control myself or my body. I just don't. Um, and that just might be me being a control freak. As long as you're control freaking on yourself, that's all well and good. All right. And, and this isn't me up on a soapbox going, you all should stop drinking. Drinking is evil. It's like, no, it's a tool. Some people use it and they go too far and they hurt themselves and others. And other people can easily regulate themselves and uh, never cause a problem. So it, it, this is not me on the soapbox. This is just a question of why is it so glamorized, even though it it is no different from meth it's no different from having a meth uh, from interacting with meth now i don't know if meth can but i know cocaine and crack have the ability to get you addicted from the get-go like off of one you can be addicted to it um And I know alcohol is not that way. You can get addicted to alcohol, but it's kind of in the same way you get addicted to cigarettes. After you've done it a couple of times and your body gets used to having it, and then you have withdrawals when you don't have it. Right? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that was funny. Oh, also, uh, going off that subject, more uh, interesting history stuff that I found out about it, because this stuff actually got me really interested in it, is uh, Yuling. And uh, Kuwer, well, Euling and it was uh, Euling and Einhauser Bush. When the prohibition started, in order to keep their businesses going, they literally, literally turned their breweries into ice cream factories. Hmm. 
<laughs> that is just so interesting to me. How'd you like to go for a pint of Yingling? Oh, we getting chocolate or vanilla? That makes me wonder why they never tried like an ice cream beer. Did they ever try an ice cream beer? Anyone listening, sure. if they ever tried an ice cream beer, let us know. Because I don't know. I, I didn't even think to look that up. I just thought that that was really interesting. But man, I wonder if they ever tried doing ice cream beer. Um, or a uh, an ice cream beer float. Well, I know there are ice cream beer floats, but I thought that was just a uh, a bar recipe. So they'll take your favorite alcohol or beer, and then they'll put an ice cream float on it. Not that they have an actual beer that is an ice cream float, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and another uh another well known company that's still around today, Coors. Coors instead of ice cream went into pottery. <laughs> Which oh, I thought being player. Uh, I killed all I killed as many of the things as I could and I think I only died once. Because mm. yeah, I just stayed away. I just stayed away from the elites. I was just like, fuck it. Um uh, also, the thing about prohibition, when it, uh, the, the one thing about prohibition that I didn't know is that prohibition didn't outlaw alcohol. What it actually did and what it actually stated was that it outlawed the manufacturing and the transportation, and uh, you couldn't make it, you couldn't sell it, so you couldn't manufacture it, you couldn't sell it, and you couldn't transport it. So, but if you had like mm. a cellar full of alcohol, you could drink all the alcohol you wanted, and they never, and it wasn't against the law because they didn't outlaw the consumption of it, just making, selling, or transporting it. Um, mm. But you know that, of course, that didn't affect the politicians that passed those laws because. They had their own stashes of it. Well, of course. But then again, from what it sounded like, quite a few people had their own stashes. Like, not everybody, but a lot of people had, like, their own stashes of it, right? Um, uh, and then bootlegging became a real big thing with moonshine and rock gut stuff, um, which actually probably did more harm than good because... Uh, they uh because they were using basically shady ways to make that stuff so it was actually poisoning people and they theorized that it killed possibly 10,000 people up to 10,000 people within the time frame of prohibition which lasted for 17 years like i'm actually surprised it lasted for that long <laughs> especially sure since the were... sorry go ahead Oh, especially since the first time they tried Prohibition, people rioted. So I found that it was, like, I I was surprised it lasted that long. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm pretty sure there were uh, several, you know, state, federal, and local police agents or police, uh, you know, Leos or whatever, who made their careers on busting uh illegal operations and i do believe that's how al capone rose to his uh, level of infamy in chicago was uh, yep. was the bootlegging uh, bootlegging in industry yep 
Well, he absolutely did. That's how Al Capone became a, a household name. Bootlegging like a motherfucker. <laughs> and they got him on tax evasion. Right? <laughs> they got, it, dude, I tell people all the time, the IRS is going to get its money. You will pay them now or you will pay them later. But do believe you going to pay. <laughs> Don't The government doesn't fuck with the IRS. The the mafia doesn't fuck with the IRS. Think about that. The mafia <laughs> doesn't fuck with the IRS. The IRS is going to get its money. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they going to get it. Game <laughs> hmm. double agent. Okay. Oh, my mistake. Not 17 years. It lasted about 13, 14 years. Yeah. But that's still a long time. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it just kind of, I don't, I'm pretty sure in the times that we would hang out, we watched Interstate 60, right? Yeah. So you remember, uh, and this is kind of a good, It's kind of a good point for drugs in general. So when the main character takes the mother of the kid to the city where drugs are legal and you can take them, you just can't leave. And the sheriff there is Kurt Russell because it was, it's a cult. It's a cult classic because there's all kind of famous people in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, you know, some folks just want to get high. Some folks do. I actually thought that that part of the movie was very interesting. And honestly, I couldn't find myself disagreeing with the way that town decided to handle things. Because some people just want to get high. It doesn't matter how good their life is. It doesn't matter how bad their life is. Some people just want to get high. So if you can give them the high they want and then make them productive, non-threatening members of society. And it's not like they they didn't force them into anything. They told them, hey, look, this is a drug. It is instantly addictive. Once you take it, you are basically a public servant. There's no coming back from it, period. No Mm -hmm. coming back. Right. They would they would tell them up front. They had a contract that you had to sign like you were going to you're you're opting to take this drug that is instantly and irrevocably addictive. And people did it anyway. Kids did it. Adults did it. Okay, sorry about that, folks. I don't know what happened there, Um, but there wasn't a contract. It was just. It was implied knowledge. Well, they had billboards and stuff like that. Sorry, you're right. There wasn't a contract. It was. I'm thinking of the scene where, uh, where he uh, had the main character sign a paper to get a finder's fee because the mom that he took there went on the drug so she could be with her son, which was ridiculous because the guy even told her you don't have to do that you can see him whenever you want and she was just like man whatever i'll do it it, it, like that was that was the disconnect for me it was like yeah but he (laughs) 
it, it was <laughs> and, and the problem is people think like that though and, and I think that's why a lot of people didn't like that part of the movie because I remember reading reviews and a lot of people didn't like that part of the movie because it sheds a very real light on a very real portion of the human psyche right mm-hmm. um because I could absolutely see a, a town going, um, you know, yeah, drugs are legal here. Do what you want. But understand that they're highly addictive. And once you're addicted, you are now a public servant. Like it over it, like the drug overrided the sex drive. So they had no crime in the city. There were no rapes. Uh, but the kids, since it overrode the sex drive, these kids would never reproduce. These people, because it wasn't just kids, but these people would never reproduce. So they would do all the mundane tasks like trash collection, cleaning, uh, all the uh, like all the stuff people would rather not do. And then at nights, they just have a big party of food and the drug. And yeah, it and was the a pe- big rave. It, yeah, it was just a big rave, and the people were fine with that. And you and people were kind of mad about that and i was like are you really is it really that hard to believe that that would be a real thing is it so <laughs> difficult to believe that people would do that cuz it's not it, 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 to me it is not i could absolutely see a city like that existing and thriving off of that concept well, they're they're trying to do it now, and it's called San Francisco or Los Angeles. But I'm sorry, that was a that was a cheap dig. Sorry. <laughs> now we just lost our three viewers. <laughs> they all happen to be from California. Damn it, David. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's kind of a, a cheap dig, but it's and it's not even part of the subject because, like. In those cities, there's rampant homeless problems. In fact, there was, uh, I think it was on Monday, uh, some woman got drug out of her car by a homeless dude and had a bucket of hot diarrhea dumped on her. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's shit all over the streets. There's needles everywhere, but, you know, hey. Hmm. We're virtue signaling or something. Right. Anyway, sorry. It's a darker tangent to go off on, but continue. Well, yeah, but that that's all I had to say about it. I, uh, route, uh, is it route 66 or interstate 60 interstate 60, right? Interstate 60. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, a lot of reviewers think it's a bit pretentious. Um, and it does have its problems, but overall I think it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, I would yeah. recommend it. Yeah, it stars uh, okay. uh, stars James Martin, aka Cyclops. It's got Amy Smart. It's got Gary Oldman, uh, Kurt Russell. Um, oh God, that dude with the uh, always wear that had the terminal lung cancer. Oh God, what was that dude was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Says what he means means what he says. I loved that part of it too. I really did. <laughs> it's like, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say. That's, that's, yeah. What the, f- why does, why is everyone picking Jennifer all, all of a sudden? 
if I could kick myself from this match, I'd kick myself from this match. What the balls? You want me to kick us? No, no, we'll 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 do it. it, it but it's like this is the second time in a row. I'm just trying to <laughs> to use the character, and no one has ever picked her in any other match that I can remember except you. Now everybody's picking her, and I can't even try her out. That's when I did the, <laughs> the three day free trial too. <laughs> Wait, are we doing Wait, this again? The... Uh, looks like it. It's on. That's the problem yeah. with random. There needs to be a sequential random, so you don't get the same mission over and over again. Mm. Okay, so we will have a drink to alcohol and its many uses, its many dark and light attributes. I shall sip <laughs> to that. Oh, actually, on that subject, uh, there actually is a distinction between alcohol and spirits. I did not re- oh. I did not know that. It is an oh. actual difference. Spirits and alcohol are actually they are the same thing, but they're not they weren't considered the same thing. Spirits were what were used in like religious uh ceremonies and for medicinal purposes. And they called alcohol spirits in those cases, and in, in any other case it was just alcohol uh, use. So spirits was actually a different designation, and usually spirits was a uh, less alcoholic version of alcohol. So think like one or two, three percent, and then normal alcohol was like six percent or more, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't, I did not know that. I thought spirits was like just alcohol, and it is, but it's a different, but it, it's a different designation. Oh yeah, there's. Definitely all kinds of classification classifications, like uh, a Kentucky straight bourbon has to be made at a certain distillery, whereas just a regular straight bourbon or, um, and that, that applies to all sorts of culinary things, like certain cheeses can only be given that particular designation if it's made in this particular cheese house or whatever they call them to you know in this one uh you know section of south france kind of thing but that could be a ooh that ass that ass though anyways yeah so sorry i was distracted (laughs) there um well to be fair if you're gonna manufacture a girl you're gonna manufacture a hot one just saying (laughs) but yeah so uh with all that being said, we shall continue on to the next subject, which uh, I put down on our whiteboard docket as the universe. Yeah. Uh, last thing about alcohol, use responsibly, people. <laughs> That's I'll drink all. to that. <laughs> I'll definitely drink to that. In fact, I'll drink a whole cup to that. Woo, I'm not going anywhere today. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I came across, so I was just like looking through stuff and I came across an article that scientists are starting to believe, or at least have now theorized that the universe may be connected by huge constructs of, uh, dust particles and dark matter. Um, 
And these take the form of strands, sheets, and knots that connect galaxies together. So the original way that uh, scientists uh, thought of the universe is that everything was basically congruent um, and was uh, what is what is the best way to describe this? Um, what's the best way to describe this? Um, I know I'd help you, but I need a little more context. Well, here, give me a second. Let me find it in my uh, notes. Um, hmm. Oh, come here, you. Got just the thing for you. Oh, hydrogen uh, gas. My my mistake. Structures of hydrogen gas and dark matter. Um. Here we go. Uh, it's the cosmological principle, which says the universe is basically uniform and homogeneous. So congruent. Everything is symmetrical, basically. Right. Um, whereas this is challenging that rule or what we thought, because the structures uh, are basically clustered. So a certain set of galaxies uh, will be rotating in one direction, and then another set of galaxies will be rotating in a different direction or have their uh, vertical uh, axes um, be different, right? So I guess the best way to put this in perspective is instead of both of your hands being the same, one arm will be longer but have shorter fingers, right? That's basically mm -hmm. what's what. So, and they can act completely independently of each other. Uh, and when I say that, I mean like you're ambidextrous, I guess would be the best way to explain it. So, let's say you're working a dial with one hand and then you're writing your math homework with your other hand. And you're doing, mm -hmm. and they're doing this completely independently each, of each other, but at the same time. Well, that sounds right. like multitasking with extra awesome steps. Right. Um, and they also call this the cosmic web. So power cosmic confirmed, just saying. Hmm. <laughs> I, I love some of the terms that they have given to these, like the cosmic web. That's that's good. I like that. Um, so they hashtag even... Spider-Man confirmed. Hashtag Spider-Man confirmed. Um they even, uh, as they were going deeper into talking about it, and as I was going deeper into reading about it, um, there is uh, galaxies are normally grouped up into like base. Uh, well, grouped up, they they connect. They're normally in clusters, and our Milky Way galaxy is actually part of a larger cluster itself. Um, and sometimes these cluster a galaxy will literally eat another galaxy and it's called uh, galaxy cannibalism hmm. uh, no galactic cannibalism see galactic cannibalism that's great <laughs> hashtag marvel confirmed hashtag marvel confirmed <laughs> but since this is challenging the very fundamentals of the way we thought the universe worked 
Um, yeah, they're 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 studying this. Uh, they're studying this vehemently now, um, and apparently there have been uh, multiple studies of this throughout uh, since like 2014. Um, so it's been. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting subject because it's like, well, the universe. Uh, oh, and if you don't know what dark matter is, and sorry if I'm being a little sporadic here, but if you don't know what dark matter is, it is basically matter that does not reflect or absorb light. So it's all it's very hard to detect except for through like gravitational forces. Like you'll see, like a uh, you'll see like deviations in gravity and things like that, and that's how you normally would detect it. God damn it! I jumped off the mat. <laughs> hmm. well, do that. Um, but yeah, I thought this was actually re. I, I thought this was really interesting. I really did. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds interesting. <clears throat> uh, but uh, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this and uh, reading more up on it later in my own time. But th- I mean, that's all there. That's all I really have to say about that. I just thought it was something cool and interesting to bring up that uh, there are these large structures of matter and hydrogen gas out there that connect galaxy that may connect every galaxy. And actually thinking about it, that brings up the notion of if they act in a way like, let's say, solar winds or pathways, that might be a way of opening opening up intergalactic travel. It, it depending on what we come up with on how to do it, but because um, it sounds like, of course, a webway, and we might be able to use it uh, like a uh, like a fast travel system. Like, look, kid, you're gonna you're gonna do the thing. Uh, I need someone with a left over here to recharge Schneider. Mm, damn it! I just accidentally knocked all mine out. Ah, uh, uh, let's see if I can go gather some. But yeah, okay, um, so, okay, cool. So, the universe and life, the universe and everything. The answer is forty-two. We just need the question. That's going <laughs> to take the another question. billion years and a new, better, spiffier computer simulation. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so uh, how about that dot hack? I, I hear a little bird told me you finished it. Uh, I finally finished the main game, yes. Dot hack volume three. Um. I enjoy. I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's your typical. It, it really is just your typical. Uh, everybody joined together, and we and uh, like I can like it, it's the I can feel all my friends, all of their their prayers and their hopes and their wishes are with me. I can do this. And then everybody going, you are the special. Only you can do it, Haseo. Only you. You are mm. the special. <laughs> it's it's mm. just a lot of that. It's a lot of that. Um, I do like the notion that the character Ovan basically orchestrated 
everything that was going on. And because uh, one of the characters that comes back is Shino. And we were talking about how that was the butt that he wanted to touch the most. Um, <laughs> and we were, uh, well, she comes back and she talks about how it seems like everything went the way Ovan wanted it to, just like we were all players in his play. And honestly, I think that's a much better concept than what the game is actually exploring. That you have, because Ovan is a character that, well, first off, the game is supposed to be about growth. It's supposed to be about kind of accepting life but at the same time being an individual and fulfilling your dreams well Ovan literally put the entirety of the world in jeopardy simply to save his little sister and when I say simply I know a lot of people are like what is his little sister I'm like yeah but if Haseo hadn't been the special and had fucked up at any point in time, and they hadn't been able to stop Ida or Kubia, which is an existence that comes up later, it would have caused the biggest network crisis in humanity's history. It would have shut down whole countries, and that's something they even say, that it would have affected and effectively shut down whole countries, Mm. which would have literally ushered in a dark age right like you're this could have annihilated civilization as we know it Mm. that is a dangerous gamble and there there are parts in the story where Ovan Ovan thought Haseo was ready only to then go no he's not ready I still need him to become stronger Right. Hmm. So because the entire way that he was say to was the entire way that he was to save his sister was to do a basically a system reset. He was doing basically a factory reset of the world. But the hmm. only way to do that was for him to be uh, defeated by Haseo um, and then and activate the rebirth system which basically was the hard reset of the world. Um, And when he uh, did that, it basically turned him into a lost one. And a lost one is a person who goes into a coma after being PK'd because it destroyed, it basically looks like it destroyed his in-game avatar. Um, And it put him in a coma. And it did bring his sister back. But then it, basically created a greater threat to the system that nearly brought the entire system down like period so it's like it 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 played around with the uh with the whole thought of what do you do Mm -hmm. got you got you you bastard like uh I think maybe you have to alternate your attacks on the elites in order to get them. You got to like punch, grab, shoot or something. Um, and that's how you get them. You have to trip them up. I, I don't I don't know. And I'm not really willing to test it because I don't feel like dying. <laughs> um, I, I think I was just lucky in that engagement. Um, but it explores the themes of what would you do for the person you love most? And honestly, 
that actually brings up a uh that actually brings up another thing I was thinking about as I was going through the rest of the game. But Haseo and Ovan's relationship seemed way more intimate than just a guy who looks up to another. It, it seems way more insta- intimate than just bros. Like I was starting to think, like because after they after they defeat Kubia, uh, Ovan kind of shows up to Haseo, and this is a spoiler. Sorry, everybody, but spoilers. Um, Three, two, one. He sh- he shows up. And Haseo is like, you always do this, Ovan. You, 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 uh, you, uh, you say these things, and then you leave before I can tell you how I feel, and 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 before I can give you my feelings. And I'm like, uh oh. I'm like, wait a minute. W- was it not Shino's butt he wanted to touch? Was it <laughs> Ovan's butt? Was he trying? And like, when it come and now Ovan. You could say the only reason he took an interest in Haseo was because he knew. Because when he met Haseo, he knew Haseo had the uh, epitaph of death, uh, Scathe, inside of him. That's why, and he, that's why he needed him. Because Scathe was the epitaph that had to absorb the other epitaphs in order to then start the rebirth. Like, he was the key. But Ovan is a lot more intimate when it comes to Haseo that doesn't warrant it if all he saw Haseo as was a tool, right? So I was like, okay, so what if what's really going on is that while Shino and Haseo and Ovan were in the Twilight Brigade, they got way closer than the game. They got way closer than we think, and there was kind of like a three-way going on there. Hmm. Right, because I'm I'm serious, man. The those these moments that they do between Haseo and uh, Ovan are pretty intimate, like really intimate. So, okay, that's right. You have to bloom him with the LF, and then you got to shoot him. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, but yeah, it's like uh, um. Uh, so I was just I, I was just thinking that off the top of my head because it's I can only describe it as very intimate moments between them, right? Um, but uh, yeah, it explores Ovan's theme of what would you do for the one person you love most in the world. It explores the theme of Haseo growing as a person from a child into an adult and while living and letting go of his own personal pain and recognizing other people's pain and that everyone has pain and that everyone is just trying to deal with their pain. Ooh, ooh. Yes, got it. Oh, oh, oh. Stop that! Oh, ow, ow, my oh, ow, my everything. Right, gotta get away. Aha, uh-huh, hive insta heal because she's the bestest. Um, not sure everything, but, uh, everything but that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it deals with a uh, uh, it deals with quite and it deals with like I want to say it deals with themes of friendship, but I couldn't see these people being friends in any other kind of situation. Because they were, they were basically dicks to each other when they first met. Except for Kuhn. Kuhn was the only like cool one. Uh, 
but Pi and Haseo were dicks to each other from get go. <laughs> like it in in any other setting other than a, a a world threatening one where they have to work together, I couldn't see them giving each other the time of day. <laughs> but uh, I still enjoyed the game. Uh, it's a little campy and cheesy, as I've said before. Um, they tightened up the combat a good bit, which I was glad for. Uh, the overall story, I feel like, could use some work, but it's not bad. It, it, it's really not bad. It takes a lot from mythology and things like that. Um, I don't know. I just really liked it, and I still actually recommend it. I'm now going through the fourth volume called Reconnect, which just seems to be Haseo trying to get Ovon back. Hmm. <laughs> and that's that's apparently the fourth volume um appar- uh you and you learn all this in like the first 15 to 20 minutes of the game but apparently he hasn't logged into the world for a while uh he's still looking for a way to get ovon back because ovon is still in a coma everyone else has woken up except ovon um and they got a lot of the voice actors back, and everyone sounds older as they should. So everyone sounds like older versions of themselves, which I thought was great. Um, uh, Gaspard and uh... oh, oh, kill this elite! Oh, fuck bullshit! You ran literally fifth. Oh. <laughs> this this elite literally like he just sprinted he all of a sudden just sprinted insanely fast and covered the distance between us like mm. uh, oh, and you know, before not, Gerald's not... tired of uh, space lords oh no 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 tired of this bullshit I'm tired of invincible elites that just kill me in one tack stop chasing me oh, damn it this asshole chased me down I was doing so well I had, I'd only died once now now, I'm, now I've got four deaths and all my Aleph is gone mm. I can't wait to get lout <laughs> I'm gonna wreck stuff well these these jackasses that we're playing with just seem to want to collect the Aleph to have it are they not blooming the flowers? I I'm not sure. I know when I had it, I was running around blooming the flowers. But like the one dude with the fishbowl head, he took some shit that I had just gotten for killing, and uh, oh, 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 oh. get him! Yeah, get him! I'll take that. You're not doing anything with it. Uh, let's Indeed. see. Uh, where's a flower? Flower, flower, flower. Uh, a lot oh, of these are blooming. Oh, oh, there's one. I'm just blooming them all. Maybe it'll stack. We can hope. Right. <laughs> and we can. Okay, so so that's good for dot hack then. Uh, for now, until I finish volume, uh, until I finish volume four, um, 
I don't know if anyone else noticed, and I can't believe that no one did, but the last boss in Volume 3 of Dot Hack, like the very last one, the core of Kubia, looks like a ball sack. It literally looks like a penis with balls and wings. <laughs> I'm not, I, dude, I am not even making this up. Like, I was watching it fly around, and I was like, why does its bottom look like a ball sack? And then I looked at it closer, and I was like, that's just a penis. That is just a flying penis. What? <laughs> hmm. I'm just like, I'm fighting a flying penis. I never realized it before. I was sitting here fighting a flying penis. <laughs> hmm. Oh boy! Like so, Japanese, oh, Japanese anime games. I tell you, man. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't the. Uh, at least it didn't defeat you with the hentai cum. <laughs> Hashtag not safe for work. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think there are any flowers that can be bloomed. I'm looking. I don't see any, and I got a bunch of LF. Uh, where is uh, where is our objective? He's over here. He should. Did his machine blow up? Oh, there, no, okay, there blew. he is. I was like, how am I missing him? He's huge. And his uh, his his cockpit, his canopy's off, so you can shoot him in the head. Gotcha. All right, so we're gonna have a sponsor break here and uh, we'll be back with uh, our next topic. Aha, we're back. Lycus is not happy. Oh, why is that? You're not watching the same? I am not. I've already seen it. Oh, yeah. He hasn't been since Schneider took his heavy metal mixtape. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. How about them Hong Kong protesters, Gerald? Um, look, I'm all about fighting for freedom and whatnot. Um, but I think it's starting to get out of hand. Um, they're still like at this point, it, it's a riot. They're like. At this point, it's it's a riot. It's getting more violent. It's getting more dangerous. People are getting hurt, and they got what they initially wanted, and that was to have that uh, that was to have that law withdrawn, which it was. And then the government goes, "Okay, we did it," and they're like, "Well, too little, too late. Now we want all this stuff too. And until we get it, we're just going to keep going." And it's like, "Well, now you guys are putting your government in a position of well." They gave you what you wanted, and instead of you guys stopping and maybe making a committee to talk to them directly about any other demands you might have, you're just still tearing shit up. Mm. So now they're put into a position of, of protecting the city and other citizens who aren't a part of these protests. So, and if things keep escalating, all you're going to do is institute a law that's far, far more fucked up than the one you were trying to get, to, you were trying to stop in the first place. 
the Hong Kong protesters got their initial what they initially wanted. In my opinion, they need to stop, form a committee, and then talk to their government, right? And do it peacefully. But what's going on now is it's gonna it's it's just turning into a bigger and bigger and bigger mess. It, it really is just turning into a bigger mess. Um, and Blizzard basically uh came out during BlizzCon to give a not apology. <laughs> like it wasn't an apology at any time. They did not apologize. They did not go. We are sorry for banning uh the 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 winner of the Hearthstone tournament. We are sorry that we banned him for as long. We are sorry that we took away his proceeds. We are sorry that it looked like we were taking uh China's side in the Hong Kong protests. Like no, they they made no apology. They did all of this corporate jargon that basically said uh we're sorry that you're upset. Mm. <laughs> that's that's all they said. We're sorry that you feel upset. Mm. Which is fucking insulting, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of uh, other people have been talking about how, you know, well, people have short attention spans and stuff like that. Well, I'm not one of them. They debuted mm-hmm. Diablo 4. I, they gave me what I wanted in Diablo 4. Because for the longest time, I've been wanting the Druid. Because I first started playing Diablo, uh, I think it was Diablo 2, was the first Diablo I played. And I played Same. the Druid. And I, yeah, and I loved the Druid. Then I started playing Diablo 3, and the Druid wasn't in it, and the Druid never came to Diablo 3. Now they're debuting Diablo 4, and the Druid is in it, and guess what? I don't care. They're a terrible company now. Like I feel sorry for the talented developers and, and writers and graphics designers that work for them, but I don't care about your company anymore. I don't care about the games that it makes, because it's a, it's a company run by terrible people who only care about the money that they can make. And that wasn't what Blizzard used to be. Like, say what you want about Blizzard, but 10, 15 years ago, Blizzard was like the best gaming company on the planet. They cared about quality over quantity or monetary gain. And they understood that if you want to make money, you make a good game. They implicitly understood that. Say what you want about Blizzard, but you could not fuck with their games 10, 15 years ago. But now they're just turning into another... Now they're just turning themselves into another EA, and they're turning themselves into another Activision. And it's sad to watch it happen. Like, it's so sad to watch it happen. And I was never a diehard Blizzard fan. If they had a game that I liked, I played it and I praised them for it. But I was never some diehard, I have to play. Like, I I played World of Warcraft, but I only played, like, maybe two expansions of the game. I got Wrath of the Lich King, and then I got Cataclysm when it came out, and that was about it. Um, And that was about it. Right. 
like, uh, I've never been like, and I like Heroes of the Storm. Um, I never really got into uh, StarCraft. Um, and I did uh, play uh, Overwatch for a good while. I kind of fell off of that. But I've never been one of these diehard Blizzard fanboys that played every game they came out with, no matter how crappy it was or anything like that. I've never been one of these diehard Blizzard fanboys that defended them even during this crap that's going on. Um, But I have loved their games throughout the years, but I just can't find it in myself to support them. Because now they're just, as far as I'm concerned, they're EA and Activision's little brother. <laughs> they're, like they're they're shitty. They're shitty. They 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 put these tenants out like, oh, we stand for this, we stand for that, we stand for this. Unless the money is really good. Well, no, it's just un- dude. It has nothing to do with China. This is what I'm trying to get across to people. It's got nothing <laughs> to do with China. It could have been Australia. All that matters is that they can make oodles and oodles of money. China (laughs) happens to be the country that they can make oodles and oodles of money with. They would be doing business. They'd be doing business with a. uh, They would be doing business with like a Singapore cartel if they knew it was going to make them a bunch of money. (laughs) They don't. It doesn't matter what the source is. This isn't about China. This is about China's money. Mm. Yeah. China didn't have, yeah, if China didn't have a billion-dollar gaming industry that they were trying to tap into, Blizzard wouldn't give a crap about China. They'd have let, they'd have let the uh, Hearthstone tournament winner and anyone else go on camera and talk about free Hong Kong. Screw China. Those guys are terrible. They probably would have literally brought people on stage during BlizzCon just for that. If they thought it would have made them more money than being nice and buddy buddy with China, hmm. it's like <laughs> that's what I try to get across to people. They don't care about the source; they care about the monetary gain. That's the only thing that matters, and is and they don't care where it's coming from. Um, like if China's gaming industry died tomorrow and was worth nothing, Blizzard would literally probably get on stage and be like, fuck China. <laughs> Look, guys, we did it. We're, we're, we're standing up for the cause. Fuck China. And then everybody would just be like, well, yeah, but you're only saying that because China's gaming industry fell through and they're no longer worth billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if tomorrow China's gaming industry fell through for whatever reason, Blizzard would immediately, like a week later, admonish them. And I bet they immediately actually give an apology for what they did to, I think it was Blitzchunk. Um, They give an actual apology for that. Because now they don't have any money to make over there. So what do they care? (laughs) Um, I also find it... I'm doing that shit three times in a row. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, that's fine. Find one you want to do. Um, but uh, I also find it funny that uh, 
China put more restrictions on the kinds of games they allow into their country. Like they put literally a curfew on uh, kids gaming so that they can only game for like an hour and a half during the week and three hours during the weekend. <laughs> and well, they, they can own social credit system too. Uh, social credit system? Mm-hmm. What is I? I don't know this. What is that? So, you know how we as adults have a credit score mm-hmm. to show how responsible you are. Well, China has a social credit score. So, the more good stuff you do for the government, you get a higher social credit score. The more you drink, the more you game, the more you talk shit about the government, that lowers your credit score to the point you can't travel or leave the country. Or buy it. <laughs> what is this archaic bullshit? That's communism for you, man. As Apparently. long as the people up top have all the power, they don't care what the peons have to deal with. Well, that's any system at that point. Like that's yeah, not just communism. That's any that's any system. We see that here in America with capitalism. As long as the people up top get what they want, they don't care what happens to the people on the bottom. Shit rolls downhill, right? And then evidently we all get that uh that tight little boulder of shit that has the weight of a thousand suns just fall on us. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I I just I just wanted to point that out. Like Blizzard is still shitty, and the Hong Kong protesters I think are going to keep going too far, and they're going to end up putting themselves in a worse situation than they thought they were going to be in if that bill got passed. So they got yeah they they got the bill withdrawn. They should have stopped, made a committee, and actually negotiated with the uh. And actually negotiated with their government instead of continuing the protests. And I mean, right at this point, it's just rioting. People are getting hurt. It's just rioting at this point. Hmm. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep doing that, and they're gonna write themselves a check they can't cash. Because hmm. I mean, Hong Kong is under China again, and if China and China has the military ability. That if they think Hong Kong is getting out of hand, they will deal with that. They've already shown they have no problems with that. Yeah. Tiananmen Square. Um, in fact, they... Uh... Oh, great. We have an antagonist. Yeah. All right. Um, what was it? I think it was two or three weeks ago. There was a military buildup outside of Hong Kong. Well, yeah, because they were talking about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I just... I would say human human nature, you know, they, they get what they want. No, no, it's too late, man. Now we want all this shit, too. Uh. We're going to keep blowing shit up and throwing Molotov cocktails and politely letting ambulances through our massive crowds and whatever. Yeah. It's like and and like I said before, this is not me 
saying that the protesters should not have done what they needed to do because that bill that China was trying to pass in Hong Kong was bullshit and they should have fought it. But you got what you wanted. Now is the time to show good faith and open up relations to get the rest of what you want. But it feels like it, it feels like the protesters are at, in a moment of we have the power so we can make them do what we want. But the government hasn't really responded to that threat yet. And when they do, I feel like the protesters are going to realize they should not have forced their hand. Hmm. Um, and that may not happen. And all we can do is hope it won't happen and that things will, will calm down. But right now that looks, that's the path that it looks like they're going down. So Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I hope it all, I hope it all works out. I think I'm being charmed. I think, uh, our antagonist is using uh, one of my waifus. Nah, using Lysis. I just killed him. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I have Jennifer. No, no. I'm talking the... Uh, yeah, the antagonist. Uh, yeah, the using the, the one that can be witch. No, he's using Lysis because I just killed him. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think one of the other one of our other players might be using that character. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he got me. Mm. Okay, so Hong Kong done. On to uh, you had said teachers and how they're making learning more fun. Wish I had this back when I was in school. Right. Um, actually, uh, I came across this article where uh, there is a there was a teacher in uh, California. Uh, yeah, a California teacher named Miss Mallory uh, from the Pittsburgh Unified School District. She took the, you know, uh, Lizzo's Truth Hurt songs, right? I just took that test. I'm 100 percent that bitch. I don't. Have you not heard? <laughs> oh, it's no. really popular and catchy on the radio. Um, but basically, she took that song and she made her own version of it for her second grade class. Um, and she, like, they showed a video of her up on the desk singing it for her class. And it was actually really good. And the kids were having a fun time. And I just wanted to shed light on the fact that we need more teachers like that and i was looking and researching and there are more teachers like that uh there are quite a few teachers that uh like there's one that actually dressed up in medieval armor for his history class Mm. um Mm. and there was another teacher who was teaching chemical reactions in her chemistry class and basically she used uh what did she use? She used zinc and hydrochloric acid to carve a pumpkin with the actual reactions between them. So she basically blew up a pumpkin with enough force to just blow out the cut pieces and made a jack-o'-lantern with a chemical reaction. It's actually pretty, it, it actually seems like a pretty cool idea. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. 
And but funny you all... should mention. Uh, sorry, funny you should mention the okay. uh, the teacher doing coming in for the um, for the history class. I forget mm-hmm. which class it was, mm-hmm. but I was in high school. I think it was one of the English classes. And our our English teacher, I forget her name, but I swear to God, when she walked in, I thought she was a Vulcan. Because <laughs> she had the eyebrows, she had the, uh, like, that kind of brusque but intelligent personality type thing going on. Turns out right. she's, a, she's a Renfair. She was a Renfair geek. So she had ah. just... Uh, like it was she did the she did Ren Fair over the summer and she was kind of still a bit in character. Gotcha. But that was kind but, of cool. Yeah. I, I love those kinds of stories when it comes to teachers. They're so good when a teacher just uh goes and uh like does something fun to engage her students. Cause I know myself, um I usually only learn through actually doing and interacting. Tactile. So, yeah, and you 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 got to keep my you have to keep my interest, right? If I'm not interested in it, it's a lot harder for me to learn it. Yeah, well, that's understandable. <laughs> that was definitely my case too, but then I have ADHD, so there's that. Oh, everybody's got ADHD. <laughs> I was diagnosed with ADHD. Like, as far as I know, everyone I know has ADHD. Like, I'm starting to think it's not actually a condition. It's just human. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that was a quick match. Because the antagonist, yeah. I guess, decided they didn't want to deal with our uh, awesomeness. Oh, dude, we were fucking that antagonist up. <laughs> like, uh, we were fucking that antagonist. Every time he tried to do anything, he got ganked and killed. So, yeah, he he, he stopped real quick. He was like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, we were just, we were murdering him. No, an 8.0 out of 10, too. So that's not too bad. And I got two thumbs up. Since I was leader that time, so yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you got one for me. I tried. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. <clears throat> we beat up an antagonist, and we and we actually made short work of that mission. <laughs> okay, so was that everything you had on uh, on the teacher doing some awesome teaching stuff? Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to that and I and my appreciation for all teachers who try who go that extra mile to engage their students and teach them. Because when I see a teacher that does that kind of thing, that tells me that teacher actually gives a fuck about teaching their students and making sure that their students are learning in the best way that they can. Right? Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh. And that's not to say that every teacher has to dress up in a clown suit and tell jokes just to teach well, but you got to shout out to those teachers who go that that extra that extra mile for it. Well, yeah, I mean, the best way to get a kid to learn is to have them engaged. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, unless you want to talk more about Iceborne. Uh, I think that's all we have. <laughs>
Well, I don't really have anything else to say about Iceborne until I get deeper into it. Um, so that's that's basically all I have for today. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, as always, you know, you can uh, leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, or I'm pretty sure you can probably do it on the website, anchor.fm. You can also uh, send us constructive criticism and ideas at on Twitter at G-S-A-E-U-T-S or on Facebook at Gaming Sessions and E-U-T-S. I believe that's what it is. And once I get everything finished up, uh, editing-wise for this, I will uh, throw the links out there on both Twitter and Facebook. And I do hope you enjoyed us BSing whilst uh, wrecking much face. It's always fun to wreck face in BS. Mm-hmm. And until next week. Oh, and that's a okay. So I just thought of something. So a mm. lot of the podcasts I'm listening to are taking a Thanksgiving break. Those scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be taking a Thanksgiving break. In fact, uh, what is it? Is Thanksgiving next week or week after? Uh, the week after. So we'll be doing our Thanksgiving podcast this Saturday. Hmm. Right. So, yeah. So uh, be ready. Have your have your trigger guards, your safe spaces, all your stuff ready for that episode. I'm sure I'll need them, too. Uh, but for for now. We bid you have a good rest of the week and hope you enjoyed the episode. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and hopefully you'll come back and listen again. You enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good week, and we'll uh, talk to you again. Now, make sure you tell our friends about us. Get all them ears listening to this podcast. Tell our friends or their friends? Their friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody. Uh, Yeah. Take care, everybody.